All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by a sultry voiced R&B, a singer, a song, a writer. She just released her debut track under a new persona, under a new name, under a new style. Ooh, and we are here to dive into all of that with my guest here today, Rhea Barker. How's it going today, Rhea? Good. How are you guys doing? I am doing a fantastic. Always good when I get to talk one of my favorite topics, music. That's right. Hey, hey, and that's what we're here today. We're here to talk about a new single entitled Work On It. But of course, before we dive into the new single itself, I mentioned there in the intro, you recently went through a little bit of a shift in name and sound and energy here. So first thing that I want to know is exactly what inspired this shift? I think it was part of 2020, honestly. Like I just, this room is just my music room. It's like off to into the house. It's just my little like corner that I go into and I just do not come out. And it's like, there's no windows in here. So when I do come out, I'm like, what time is it? You know. So I came in here. The first part of 2020 was really hard. But once I went over to the UK and had a bunch of tracks to write to and stuff, I came in here probably around March and just started really getting into the zone of like who I wanted to be and all my stuff, all the stuff that came out. Cause most of the songs from my EP, I either wrote alone or with one other person. So I really just kind of found myself through that being in here alone, <laughs> you know, cause I had nowhere else to be. So, you know, I just kind of channeled all of that energy into here and into a good way instead of <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly right it's so, everyone handled everything differently which is perfectly okay everybody does that but you use this time to be creative yeah absolutely ah perfect awesome and with that creativity it brought a little bit of a shift in sound in name as we mentioned there and you sort of uh shifted a little bit from instrumentation to a little bit more of that synth style was that something that you sort of came with this time at home was just sort of what exactly inspired that I think it was just other artists that I really like like I love SZA I love uh Tank like R&B Tank like 90s R&B Tank like old Tank right so I love his music always have he still creates amazing music so I think those are massive influences of mine. And I just loved their sound, you know? Um, so I think that's that's kind of what helped it a little bit. Okay. Okay. And of course, you mentioned you also had the opportunity, um, even in all of this, being trapped in a room with no lights in the back of a house. <laughs> it, it, at one point during this timeline, you had the opportunity to escape, not just outside, but also over to the UK to work with a couple producers over there. So how did that come together? And what was that like? It was so awesome. I mean, it was so fun. Like, I so just a background on how I met them. So in 2018, they messaged me and they were like, hey, we have a couple beats. We've saw we've seen some of your, you know, covers online. We would love to, you know, collaborate on something. So I, you know, I was like, okay, might as well listen to it, you know? So they sent over stuff and I was listening to it. And actually 
I remember being at home. So like I'm from Bristol, Virginia, and I grew up on a farm and my mom is also in the music industry. So we were down by the river, literally, and I put it on my phone in the car and and I was like, oh, this is good. And mom was like, yeah, this is really good. You know, and she's like, I'm I'm vibing with this, you know, because she she helped me write the first song that I put out. So anyway, so they kind of influenced my sound from from the jump, you know, and we had been working together for two, three years without ever actually like meeting each other in person. So when we finally met in 2020, which we met right before everything happened, I almost like almost got stuck there. (laughs) Like it was cutting it real close. But when we met, it was like we had known each other forever because, you know, we had been talking and and like collaborating on, on music. So when we when we got there, it was just like an instant connection. It was amazing. There's two of them. One's uh, Jared Harding and the other guy's name is Simon. And uh, Simon does more like alt punk stuff. And Jared, we kind of just do like R&B pop stuff. So mainly work with Jared, but Simon is also a fun time. So, (laughs) and they own the studio together there. Ah, so they're just happen to be the team. They sort of found you and then it's just it was waiting for that perfect moment to finally actually connect and uh, get some magic done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was so fun. It was amazing. It was a it was an incredible opportunity to grow because I also went by myself, you know, to another country. So and I just and it was a month and a half. And, you know, I'd been out of the United States before, but, you know, just going alone is a different it's a whole different beast. So, you know, just to conquer that alone felt amazing. An entire month and a half. So did you just like rent a place out for a little bit or how did that work? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I rented out an Airbnb and it actually wasn't that expensive, not even close to as expensive as how, how a hotel would be obviously. But yeah, I just rented out this little place and, and she gave me a good discount on it, honestly. So yeah. And just stayed there and just kind of worked through you know, all of it. So it was, it was, it was awesome. We did around like 20 songs. So. Oh my goodness. So you've been sitting on quite a few tracks here then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have. Wow. I picked through and yeah. So it's, yeah, we, I had so much fun. I mean, the time change was a little hard. I tried not to like, you know, I tried to kind of work through that because I was still really tired. But I was also so excited to be there that it just kind of trumped it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes that energy you get, like when you're on a vacation or just in a new place, right? Sometimes it just helps to carry you through that jet lag. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So you mentioned you had about 20 songs there. So how exactly does a work for it end up becoming that track that has to be the debut song? Oh, man. That's interesting. I don't know. I think I think that was a good starter song. It was also one of the first one I, I that I had written when I got back. So um, I felt like that was the perfect one to start with since it's the first one I wrote from the batch of songs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I thought it was a great one to start with. You know, we really since we produced so many tracks together. When I got home, you know, and started writing them, I kind of you know, windled out and just kind of down to like the ones that I really wanted to release, you know? So 
which is really cool because I got to pick and choose like, you know, which songs felt more like me, you know? So that, you know, that was an amazing process and work for it just kind of came out of that. So mm, perfect. All right. Well, I think this is a perfect moment to uh, dive into a work for it and all that work that went into it. So what exactly <laughs> are you trying to capture inside of this track? I think it's really just like the female persona of empowerment and and getting a guy to work for your attention. You know, it's always the opposite Make way. It. So I kind of, yeah, exactly. I just kind of wanted to, you know, switch the narrative on that. And, and you know, it's crazy because it's like I, I wasn't in that situation at the time in life. Like it, it didn't, it didn't spark from my own, like, you know. Um, it was actually a character that I wanted to put myself into and I did. So I, it wasn't my own, you know, experience based. It was really just a character that I wanted to portray. So I kind of put myself into that character and I'm like, okay, what, what would this feel like? Or what would this be like if it was right now, you know? So, and, and that's what I did. So I, it was fun and I had a good time. I wrote it alone and, and it took me probably like a week or so to completely finish. And yeah, it was, it was, I, it came together, you know, quite easily, honestly, which is great. It was not, not a lot of resistance, you know. Had you written from a different perspective before, or is it normally from your own experience? Normally it is from a different perspective. And most of the time I don't write from my, my own experience, actually. I write from other people's experiences around me. And I don't know. I don't know why I do that. I think it makes it easier to tap into it because it's not an emotional like feeling that I personally have, but it's an emotionally emotional feeling that someone else has have. And I'm very empathetic. So I, I like to write from that persona a lot. Hey, it works, right? Sometimes it can be a little intimidating to uh Put everything about yourself out into the world, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, absolutely. But of course, you are releasing a piece of yourself into the world. And after waiting uh, quite a bit of time to get that out into the world, what was it like to finally have Work For It out released on March 11th there? Oh, my gosh. I was like, you know, we were going through like, you know, we were really trying to, my manager and I were really trying to find, you know, what distribution company we wanted and, and just so many, like, you know, you, all the stuff you got to go through to, to release a song, you know, really, we were just trying to figure out the best case scenario here and here. And there was, I felt like there was a little bit of resistance in that way because it was like, get it out, get it out. And then eventually I was like, just release it. I don't care where it is. I, I just want it out. Like I need it to I have birthed it and now it needs to go out. <laughs> now I need to birth something else. So we just need to put this out into the universe and let it do its thing. So it was, I, I was so like just relieved to get it out. You know, it felt like just amazing for people to hear like that side of me, completely different sound. And I, and I was, I was just pumped. I was just excited, you know? Absolutely. And of course, uh, you mentioned excited to have other, the people hear that other side of you. And that's 
One thing that I definitely want to dive into is the reception to this track, because from an industry standpoint, you've playlisted on Tidal, on Amazon, on quite a few different uh, platforms there. But there's also the aspect of some of the people who have been listening to your music have been following you since probably 2018, maybe a little bit further than that. So what has been the reception from those longtime fans to this uh, new sound, this new track? I think it's really receptive, honestly. I've had a lot of people DM me and and that have been with me for a while. And they're like, oh my gosh, I love the new track. Like, it sounds so amazing. You know, they're like, the cover is just as hot as the track, you know? And they're like, this is dope, <laughs> you know? And like, literally, yeah, literally one guy, this, I guess this was a, a newer, I had most of the fans that I have I try to communicate with as much as I can just because it's, it's fun. And I love learning more about them. But this one guy, he was uh, a newer one and he, he said, I'm going to work for your, att- <laughs> for, for your attention. <laughs> like, I was like, that is the best pickup line I have ever heard. I, I thought that was, I thought that was an amazing pickup line. So I told him, I was like that that deserves an Oscar for, for, for that, for that writing. Of that. He, he did the assignment. He listened to the work, right? And he did. It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny, but he ended up saying, you know, he really liked the song and, and that, that was nice. So I've been getting nothing but good feedback, which is great. Awesome. And then of course, what is it like to see that your track getting playlisted to know that you're hitting the ground running? Oh my gosh. It is amazing. Just like, the title one was big because it was like the it, I was fourth on title rising and I and so it's like I wasn't at the very bottom you know and we didn't know if I was going to get that at all and then we just got an email and we were like oh my god and it was right before a show and uh, Brian he's my manager and he came up to me and he was like we just got on title rising I was like what are you kidding me? No, we didn't. Yes. And he was like, yes, we did. And I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. So they always have like great R&B and hip hop music, you know? So it's like, that was a huge win for us. And then Amazon, we didn't even know about that one. So we, yeah, we did not even get contacted about that one. I had, I just went on Amazon for artists page and I was like, wait, what? And I looked on it and it was like breaking through R&B and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, I didn't even know about this one. This is amazing. You know? And so I called him and he was like, no, we, this is, this is crazy. This is awesome. So that felt really good too. The fact that I didn't know I was on a playlist until I was already on it, you know, and, and it was, you know, doing well. So that, that felt really good. Hey, it's taken off. (laughs) yeah yeah it felt so good uh well i'm glad that it does and i'm glad to see that you're uh getting this work done getting the work for it out into the world of course we've mentioned uh through the past years earlier it's been a little more difficult sometimes you're trapped inside of a dark room in the back of a house but of course before (laughs) that some of us were playing live stages and you did have quite a few opportunities to uh do that before everything is shut down, having uh, being able to play a couple festivals and otherwise. What is the uh, anticipation like to finally take this new sound, this new version of Rhea onto the live stage? 
It's been very difficult, honestly. So before, you know, I, I just before the pandemic happened. So this was right before I went to the UK, which where I almost got stuck and then came home in March. But in January, you know, I was in New York City and I did iHeartRadio and major stage and tons of So Far Sounds gigs, which I love that company. I really love performing with them. And just I was doing shows quite a bit, you know, and you get into the swing of that doing live shows. You get used to it. You get you get good quick, you know, and vocally you sound great a lot more because you're in better shape because you're doing it more. It's just a muscle. So, you know, so going back into that was like scary because even though you're recording or you're, you're singing for, you know, whatever it's, it's not the same as actually performing live. So it's been very difficult to kind of get back into the swing of things. And I've just kind of been throwing myself at it right now. Just like, just do whatever, just get on stage. Like it does not matter. Just do it because I'm trying to get, you know, that back. Cause it's, it's, it's difficult once you haven't been performing. Cause that's, it's just, it's a muscle. It really is. So, you know, you just have to work, work it, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as, as best as possible. So I'm excited to get out as like more this summer and play more shows and maybe even travel a little bit. Atlanta is a great market for me. So I really love going to Atlanta and we'll also be going to LA soon. So those are great markets and that's a lot of fun too. So I just want to get back to having a lot of fun on stage and not like having, like being in my head, like worrying about, okay, is this going to sound this way? And this is going to, you know, cause I'm a perfectionist, of course, you know, like everyone else. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. So I just want to get back up there and start really enjoying it again and loving it. And I know that just comes with time. So awesome. Well, once that time comes, right, get that practice in and get her done. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. Awesome. And of course, earlier in this interview, you mentioned you had about 20 songs there uh, packaged up, possibly ready to go. And of course, I happen to know that Work For It is our first taste of an upcoming yeah. debut EP. So without giving away too much, what can you tell us about this upcoming project? So this upcoming project, it, like I said, it was written in this dark room in the back of a, <laughs> back of a house. And, and most of it was recorded with my good friend, uh, CJO. She uh, wrote with me one of the songs, co-wrote one of the songs um, with me. And then just, she was the engineer for a lot of it. And we worked together through 2020 and 2021 quite a bit. And now we're great friends, which is amazing. It's always nice having a female engineer too, because it's such a, a man's uh, industry. So having a female is, is really empowering too, you know? Um, and she's so talented. It's just ridiculous. But I worked with her and a few other people and the next song that I'll be releasing soon, like four weeks, four to six weeks, um, will be Tennis. So that's the next release. And that is actually a personal one. So like I, yeah, like I said, most of the time I'm, I'm you know, trying to portray a character and, and kind of, you know, being empathetic towards others and pulling that in. But this one actually came from a personal experience. And it's called Tennis. and. 
it's kind of like we're going back and forth swinging words that hurt. So like, but I got a fetish to stay playing with you on this court. So that's, those are the lyrics to this, to the song. So it's, it's really about being in a toxic relationship, going back and forth it, you know, you're always fighting with each other. And that was a personal experience that I had. So it did bring a lot into the song and that will be released at the end of April or yeah, it should be released at the end of April. All right. So if the listeners, the fans want to stay up to date with that they best go to their favorite streaming music service best follow you there best follow you on their favorite social media too so that they can stay up to date with not just tennis an upcoming ep upcoming concert dates whatever's coming their way right absolutely absolutely (laughs) definitely want to do it i'll have some links down in the description of the show below make it a little bit easier for them Perfect. Awesome. I have had a blast chatting so far, Ria. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? Yes, I am. All right. So, of course, we have talked about the last couple of years here, the shift in style and sound persona, this time of working towards getting this new single, work for it, out into the world. So what I would like to know now is this period of this last year, this last two years here, How exactly has it helped you to grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Wow. I think it's taught me to be patient. That's definitely because you can try to plan as much as you want, but you know, the universe is going to, is going to give you what you least expect it. Honestly, it's most of the, most of the time, what you plan is not what is supposed to happen. And that's just the way it goes, you know, so being patient and allowing, I've said resistance quite a bit, but allowing for the least resistance, because if you're resisting something and you're putting that energy out, then it's going to come back in that way. So I've been trying to be as open as possible and just as receptive as possible to any type of opportunity that comes my way and not try to put myself in a box of this needs to be done and then this needs to be done. And so it's really helped me kind of let go and just flow, <laughs> just flow through it. You know, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's what it's taught me. Just sit, not sit there and try and put the uh, square peg in the round hole, right? I am RNB. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I need to do this first and then this first. Yeah, exactly. So it's really helped. It's really helped with with just letting it flow and just not freaking out about everything or taking things too seriously because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't really have, you don't have the capacity to change what's going to happen because that's not what's supposed to happen. You know? So you just kind of have to go for it. You just have to be along for the ride. So, and, and that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. Perfect. Well, I love to hear it. And it sounds like a very good lesson to learn. I thank you for sharing it and also for sharing the story behind this new single work for it with us here today on the DTP. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. This has been fun. Oh, you can go ahead and find a real Barker's debut single work for it right now on your favorite music source your favorite music streaming service when you're there not only do you want to listen to this amazing new song 
you're also gonna wanna go ahead and hit that follow button because this is just the debut. Rhea has a more incredible, smooth R&B jams coming your way, and you're not gonna wanna miss out on them. And the other best way to make sure that you don't miss out on the future of Rhea Barker is to go ahead and follow Rhea on your favorite social media platforms as well. I have to thank Rhea one last time for joining us here on today's episode of the DTP. And I have to thank Brian and Erica from over at Jamage Control for setting this incredible conversation up. I have to thank German, the audio wizard from YPEditor.com for making everything sound oh so good. Last but not least, I need to thank you, the Ambush, for tuning on in if you have yet to join up for the ambush, what are you waiting for? Secondly, it's so easy. It's as easy as subscribing to the show and you can also help us grow by sharing today's interview, giving us a five-star review, and by heading on over to our web store to copy yourself something to represent the show. That is www.deserttiger.shop. And the best part is looking's free. So what's the harm in just going on over and seeing if you see something that pops your eye, right? Exactly. With that, it's time we say our final bye-bye, but not before I tell you. Go out, find your roar, and then let it out into the world. And until next time, Ambush, bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.